it's just a blessing to know. If God would have showed you or I the things he had in store for us in our life, we probably would have run away screaming. Because what he asked us to do and go through and what he empowers us to accomplish for him is such a, an amazing task. But at the same time, understanding that he always will be there. He doesn't say, go do that, and goes, yeah, watch him. It's going to be so funny. He says, go do this, and he gives us everything we need to accomplish it. That's the way our God is. And uh, it's an amazing thing. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. We're not going to get too far into this uh, chapter this morning. Matter of fact, I've already called it part one because uh, we need to address something. And last week we covered up, covered so much time and so much uh, information that sometimes I think we lose focus on some of the things we want to cover. And so today we're going to shorten it. We may not be very long, maybe only 2.30, 3 o'clock. Um, but uh, no, we're going to go, I, I want to be able to focus on this one aspect of our lives. And then next week we'll continue to look at how Jesus handled this thing that you and I need to deal with every single day of our lives. And uh, so, so often uh, it's great when you can go to passages of scripture that have direct application to you and I. Uh, we were just in Daniel on Wednesday, and you're thinking in Daniel, and, and they Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they went to the king's palace, and they couldn't eat the king's meat, and oh, what a great story. What does that have to do with us? But when you realize it has a lot, we can learn a lot of things in our own personal lives. Well, here in Matthew chapter 4, I'm, we look at this and title it, for this week and next week, there'll be a slide up there real shortly. Okay, sorry. Um, the king proves his worthiness. So we've seen the Lord Jesus. We've seen the king coming and being born. We've seen his genealogy. We've seen the, uh, the royalty and his royal reception by the Magi. We have seen so much about the Lord Jesus Christ coming as king. Now um, he proves his worthiness. Okay, and this is a very important passage of Scripture when it comes to understanding who Jesus was in our lives and how he is able to be the Savior that he is. Okay, so in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 and verses 2, and then we'll move forward. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards or he was afterwards and hungered let's pray heavenly father i thank you for this passage lord i just uh, thank you for your example lord we're not going to get to everything in your response that the lord jesus gave and taught us through this situation this week we'll look at it next week but father we want to cover and look at biblically what it means to be tempted because father it is something that you proved who you were through your Son. Lord Jesus Christ, God himself in the flesh, came to this earth and was 100% man, 100% God, and understood and experienced temptation the same way we do. 
And so, Father, it's important that we take a step back and take a good look at this so that we understand what this truly means biblically. So, Father, just give us understanding today with my words and my mind. Help it to share things that, uh, Lord, your Holy Spirit can use to help us to better each other and to, uh, Lord, leave changed. So, Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So first and foremost, the, the first verse we're talking about here, it says Jesus was led by the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. All right, so this was something specific that God had brought into Jesus' plan for him, when he was here on this earth and living. He was led by the Spirit of God to go be tempted. Okay, now here's an interesting passage of Scripture and this is why it's important we take this and take a good piece and a good look at this. Okay, um, Matthew chapter 6, 13 says, this is the Lord's Prayer, right? Or the model prayer that Jesus gave us to, to you know, guide us through praying. Okay, what does it say? God, lead us not into temptation. Okay, so here we see the Spirit leading Jesus to be tempted. And, but we're supposed to be praying, God, don't lead us into temptation. Now, if you're not careful right off the bat, that seems a little backwards, doesn't it? That, okay, God, please don't lead us into temptation, but Jesus himself was led into temptation. What's going on here? Well, I think it's because sometimes we don't understand the concept of temptation. Temptation is not always and only something that is, brings us to doing something wrong, to sin. Sometimes when you hear that word temptation, the automatic thought is you are heading to sin. Okay, that is, remember how we had to redefine what confession was when we were talking about it? That confessing sin doesn't save you, but confessing Christ saves you. There's a difference. Okay, well here, temptation is not always designed to bring you to do something bad. Okay, you with me so far? Okay, so let's look on to the next slide. Okay, so what is being tempted according to the Bible? People tend to believe that tempting is causing somebody to sin. Uh, that certainly can be a result of temptation. If you are tempted, it could bring you to the point of sinning, but that is not what temptation is defined as. Temptation is not specifically for sin. All right? Just put your head on a bobble so I know. Okay, all right, next slide. Okay, the meaning of temptation is to try to test, to prove, or I like this one, to cause you to respond. Okay, so this is why this is important that we understand this. That we are brought in our lives, in many occasions, to make a decision on what our response is going to be. Okay, another word that they use to um, bring this thought to mind is the word solicit. You know what that word, so, you know, see a sign that says no solicitation, right? What does that mean? Don't come pitch me a sale. Okay, don't knock on my door and say, I'd like you to buy fuller brushes or whatever, right? You, they, they want you to come to the door, knock, and cause you to make a decision. Do you want this or do you not want this? Are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? Okay, that is the definition of temptation biblically. Okay, temptation biblically is here is a choice, make your choice. Okay, now, can that mean you sin? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And if we're not real, real with ourselves, we have to make choices like that every single day, don't we? Okay, you can open your eyes first thing in the morning, look at that rotten alarm clock that's screaming in your ear, and choose whether or not you're going to hit the snooze button or stay in bed. Okay, you can choose to get up in the spirit or choose to be in a rotten mood in the flesh. Okay, we have choices every day, don't we? On whether or not, so the idea of temptation is not just the devil going, <laughs> we're going to get him today. Okay? Now, that's part of it. The devil often presents something in front of us, and we have to choose how we are going to respond to that. But that's not all that temptation is. And it's very important that we understand this. And I want to focus on this one thought alone and what does temptation mean in our lives. Then we can continue next week in looking at how Jesus handled temptation. Okay? And how important that it was that he had to step into this role of being a human being and being tempted like we are. All right, so Genesis chapter 22, look what it says about uh, Abraham, right? It came to pass after these things that God tempted Abraham. Wait a minute. Now, if we're not careful, and we default back to that definition that sometimes we slide into, this means God wanted Abraham to do something wrong, right? Well, that's what sometimes, he was tempted, Okay, no, what's the definition again? God wanted Abraham to respond to a situation. He wanted to test him. He wanted to prove him. Okay, he wanted to solicit the proper reaction. Okay, that is temptation. God is not saying here that God was trying to cause Abraham to sin. No, God was trying to cause Abraham to make a decision. Okay, and that is what this is about. This is what very important because sometimes in this world we, we'll, we put this in the wrong, on the wrong burner on the stove and then we don't know how to handle it. Okay? This is about making the proper decision when you are put into certain circumstances. All right? Keep going. So if God... Oh, yeah. Abraham, uh, uh, this whole situation, same passage. Remember, just context-wise... Uh, God says to Abraham, you know uh, that son Isaac that you've been waiting for all these years for and now you're 100 years old and your wife is 99 years old and you had this miracle baby that uh, you never expected you would have because you were both way past childbearing ages but God did a miracle and you, you know that boy, that one? I want you to take him up and I want you to sacrifice him on an altar. That's where it says God tempted Abraham. Now was that a sin? No, it wasn't. God was getting him to make a choice, right? And in Hebrews, it reconfirms this, right? It says, by faith, oh, back, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, ahaha. You see what God did there? Old Testament said God tempted Abraham, but here in the description of it in the New Testament, God says he tried Abraham. It was a test. Okay, this was not a temptation to go sin. This was a trial. This was a decision he needed to make. Okay, he tested him. He tried him to offer up Isaac that he received the promise of the offer. So tempting equals trying in the scripture. Tempting means testing. Tempting means to solicit a reaction or make you choose to respond in a certain way. With me so far? Now, with that simple, simple definition in mind, how many times do you and I 
have a situation in our lives that we have to make a choice. We don't have time to talk about that because already today you've probably made a hundred choices, right? But this is where we, sometimes we lay this thing of temptation out in such a heavy, heavy place that there was a temptation. You know, I saw this beautiful woman and there was a, that was a, listen, God brings us to the point where we have to make choices on what we're going to do every single day. Okay? Not only that, we'll see the devil brings us to places where we have to make choices on what we're going to do every single day. On top of that, this old flesh, this old body makes us make choices every single day on what we're going to do, right? Uh, last night, I told you I was driving home from up north. It's about a two-hour drive. took a lot longer than that because of the weather. And I'm driving eh, about 55, you know, cruising because it's covered with icy, snowy stuff. I'm like, mm, I don't want to wrap my car around a tree. Thank you. But there are some... Uh, <coughs> Hmm, I'm making a choice. <laughs> Some idiots who are coming up on me doing 75 miles an hour on these icy, snowy roads and going, this guy's just waiting to die. And coming up and passing me on a downside curve in the snow. You know, just like, dude, you're looking to just end your life. Hey, I had to make a choice. Do I call him a certain name that, you know, which I had to filter through my mind. And I'm not necessarily saying a swear, but you don't have to be cruel to people. You make a choice, right? Do you do what some people do? And not to be rude, but wave at somebody with one finger. Right? I, in my mind, my flesh is causing me to make choices. You know, I'm going, these guys are absolutely stupid. What a moronic thing they're doing right now. I, my flesh was wanting to react. And I was brought to a place where I had to make a choice. I was tempted to do certain things I shouldn't. This is why this is important that we understand this. Okay? Sometimes temptation is a choice to not do what is wrong. But at the same time, sometimes temptation is a choice to do that which is right. Okay? Stay with me. All right, keep going. Compare this verse to James, chapter 1, verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt he any man. But, but okay, wait, we got a big problem here, don't we? Didn't we just read a verse that said God tempted Abraham? Okay, so if God can't tempt any man then we got a big problem because he said he tempted Abraham. Okay, now this is why it is so important that we understand the context. And remember we talked about when we started this book that one of the first things we're going to have to remember is context. This verse is talking about evil. God never ever tempts anyone with the result of them doing something evil. God often and always tempts people to do that which is right. What is tempting? It is a choice to a, re a situation. God never presents you with a situation and says, I want them to fall, I want them to sin, here we go, I'm going to put this out there so that they have to choose whether or not they're going to fall in sin or not. God never does that. Okay? What God does do is 
here's a situation in which they can do the right thing. They could follow me. They could be obedient. And I'm going to see if they choose to do that. Look at Abraham in the story, right? God says, I want you to take your son, your only son, and offer him up on the... Now, it was not a general rule that, you, that fathers went around and murdered their sons on the altar. Okay? Uh, he could have just continued on with, his, with regular life, right? Yes, he would have disobeyed God. But it's not like leaving your child alive would have been an awkward, peculiar scenario. Everybody did that. He had the choice to either continue just going on through life or to be doing that thing that God had asked him to do. Okay, and if we, again, if we don't understand this, this could be a trip up for some people. God does never, ever, ever, ever puts an opportunity in front of you so that you will fall in sin. Okay, he does, does put opportunities in front of us all the time so that we'd be, be, that we could make the choice in faith to serve him and do the thing that is right. Okay? However, the verse we're just reading in Matthew tells us that he was led of the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. There's a difference. God doesn't tempt anyone to do evil. But there are spiritual forces in this world that do. So that's why we have to understand this. You can be tempted to do something that is wrong, but you can also be tempted on whether or not you're going to do something right. Okay? Um, in my mind, i let you know on how I can think sometimes, and I know this is scary. I'll let you inside of my brain for just a second. Nobody scream. Okay? You know when you have a ledger and you can have a zero balance and everything's fine, but then you can go into the red or you can go into the black. Okay, this is kind of the way it looks in my mind that God helps us to make choices so that we can do what's right and go into the black. But the devil comes and he wants us to make choices to make us go into the red. Okay, you can still stay at ground zero. God never gives you a choice to bring you into the red. God's just going to say, are you going to stay here at ground zero or are you going to move forward in your faith? Are you going to add to your faith where the devil is saying, oh, no, let's zero this, not only zero this account, let's make it worse. Okay, so we have choices that we can make every single moment. You have choices right now where you think you're going to listen to what I'm saying or not. Right? Yeah, Oscar. All right, keep going. So what does this mean? Okay, keep going. It means it had to be understood by the context. Keep going. There are various time, kinds of temptations. Okay, multiple kinds of temptations. As a matter of fact, look at the next verse. First Peter. Wherein ye re greatly rejoice now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. What does manifold mean? A lot. You know what a manifold on a car is, right? It splits things up into multiple ports. Okay? Manifold, a lot. That the trying of your faith be much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it be tried by fire, you might be found to the praise and glory and uh, honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We have multiple manifold temptations. Okay? Here, 
God says, it's the trying of your faith. Now, again, just backing up to this uh, Abraham scenario, I don't know if if God said, uh, take your son, your only son, and offer him on the altar. (laughs) Okay. There have been days maybe I thought that. God was testing his faith. Not causing him to sin, but causing him to believe that God would keep his promise. That you would have a son, and then that son would become a great nation and bring forth a Messiah and all the wonderful promises that came with that. And God says, okay, kill him. All right, Lord, well, I've got to trust you. I've got to put my 100% faith in you that you are going to keep your promise. The trying of your faith. We have manifold temptations, many. All right, keep going. James, brethren, count it all joy when thou fall into diverse, diverse, many temptations okay why knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience now here's the amazing thing god sometimes allows us to go into temptations from the devil to also help us grow this is why It says he was led of the spirit to be tempted by the devil. God didn't want, God was not going to tempt Jesus to do sin, but God allowed Jesus to meet face to face with Satan. And we'll see that next week when we dig into it more. Because sometimes the trying of our faith isn't God causing us to do his right, is us confronting evil in our lives and making the proper choice. See, it's amazing to me, and we'll learn more and more as we go this week and next week, that we don't have to settle for, oops, I sinned, now I better fix it. We have the opportunity over and over and over to say, no, I'm going to make the proper choice and not do that thing. Sometimes when we see this temptation idea, we think that, again, this is something, oh my goodness, uh, I won't be able to handle it. That's not true. If we prepare ourselves, and we'll see in the next, this week, in the next week, that you can handle it. All right? Keep going. There are three types of tempting, and I mentioned them just a moment ago, but I wanted us to see it on the screen. You can be tempted of the devil to want to cause you to sin okay you could be tempted from god to try your faith and you could be tempted by your own flesh to war against the spirit and sin and do the things you're not supposed to okay now again what does tempting mean means you're presented a choice enduring a situation and you got to make the right one okay um i'm looking at our plates right here and uh there's money in those plates and some of you are counters. Okay, now that plate in itself doesn't, that money doesn't mean nothing. It's just money. But counters can get in that office and start picking up that money and counting that money and seeing that money and going, you know, I got an electric bill. It's a little more than I thought it was. Okay, it's not necessarily a temptation, but it could be, can it? And you say, you know what, I have a choice whether I'm going to, now, I, our counters are great. They don't even think that. They just, the money's there, it belongs to the Lord, we're going to count it and everything else. But you know, sometimes 
Your flesh brings you to a choice. Now, thankfully, and, and there are some of you who have discussed in your life that uh, uh, Barb's not here, so I've I got to speak, uh, what do you call it, Georgia language, cussing, okay? Foul language was a problem in your life. Okay, Jake, I'll use a testimony that he always says. He said God took away about 50% of his, uh, uh, his uh, vocabulary when he got saved. Okay, personally, I mean, they're not saying that they don't pop into my mind, but personally, that really hasn't been the major issue in my life. Okay, I generally don't, you know, walk around having to edit every sentence that I put out. Okay, some people do. They struggle with that. That is a temptation that your flesh presents to you. Others may have a temptation with, you know what, I can go out to dinner with uh, folks and meet with a business meeting or somebody, and somebody can drop, a, you know, uh, put a, a glass of uh, beer in front of me and a glass of wine in front of me, and I'm not going, oh, oh I want to drink that so bad. I never liked alcohol. It's not something that I'm drawn to. I don't... You know, I'm not uh, like, you know, uh, from Alcoholics Anonymous, you tell, never have any alcohol in the house, don't present alcohol in front of you so you never fall. That's not a tempt. I have my own. And you have your own. Sometimes our old flesh decides to put a temptation in our way. And we go, there's nobody watching. Um, it's just me. And we have to make a choice. Sometimes it's a flat-out attack by the devil. And maybe you are about to, and, and again, guys, we've covered this, and we talk about it when we're doing our discipleship, that when you step up to serve God, and you've made a commitment to the Lord, the devil doesn't like it, and he always tries to stop you. And that is one of the major examples of this very passage. Jesus got, he gets recognize he goes to john the baptist and says listen I, we need to fulfill all righteousness i'm about to start my public ministry i need to be baptized because that's what god said it's part of the fulfillment and before he starts his public ministry he gets tempted heavy by the devil and over and over we see this in god's word when someone steps up to serve god and makes a commitment temptation from the devil comes because he does not want you to get on board so sometimes in your life you'll get God convicts your heart, he lays something on you, you want to step up and do something, and before you know it, the devil's right at your doorstep and he's trying to make you make a choice. Are you going to believe God and trust him? And like what we just sang, he giveth more grace. When you think you don't have anything left, you can trust that God will always give you what you need to do what you've been asked to do. Or are you going to let the devil whisper in your ear and you're going to fail because he scared you off? Okay, uh, we're going to look at this in Jesus. And guys, I think you know the story about Jesus' temptation. How the devil presents all these options. If you just bow down to me. If you just stop what you're doing and change the plans. Temptation is about making a choice. What are the choices that we're making? Okay, keep going. James says... Let no man say when he is tempted of God. And we read the first verse, but let's go to the second one. That I am tempted of God. God cannot, tempt, cannot be tempted with either. Never, oh, man, I need my new false teeth. Okay. 
cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And here's the verse I wanted to look at now. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own lust. So we know the devil. We know God doesn't bring evil temptation to us. We know the devil will present it. And sometimes our own flesh, our own lust will tempt us. And we have to be on guard. We have a choice. Every single day. Not just one. Multiple times. We need to choose to do what is right. Keep going. So, this helps us to understand 1 Corinthians. Right? We've heard this verse many times. There's no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Now, there are a lot of times this verse is used in kind of some crazy ways, and I've even said it in certain uh, times of my life. There's no temptation that comes into your life that you can't handle, because God will give you the strength to handle it. Okay? That's not exactly what that verse says, is it? Oh. There's something I need. I'm being tempted. What should I do? Well, by golly, I'm going to just stand here and take it. Yeah, we'll look at Jesus' response next week. He gives us some pointers. But I want you to notice there's a word there that uh, Dory from Nemo used to pronounce escape. Well, God said, he's never going to bring you into a situation that you can't handle. Uh, He also says, but he made a way of escape. Too many times we Christians, well, I'm saved now, I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm growing, and here's this temptation that's in front of me, and boy golly, I can handle it, I can handle it, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to, and before you know it, what happens? We do it. Number one, because it's right there, and we're facing it, and we think we're strong enough to handle it, God says, you know what, escape. What's the scripture say? The Bible says, flee youthful lusts. Well, God says anything he brings across my way, he'll give me the way to handle it. He also said he'll give you a way to escape. Get out of there. Well, I'm I'm a believer. I've been doing this for you. I can handle it. Really? Well, my Bible says God always makes a way for you to get out of it. Now, there's more than one way. You can have your flee just hightail it out of there. The Bible says resist, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we'll see that in the life of Jesus next week. Yes? Other times, we'll see this in the life of Jesus. Quote the truth of God's scripture and stand on his promises. God always makes a way of escape, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need to stand there and go through that thing. Sometimes it means get out. Run away. Okay, we'll look a little bit more on this, but I want us to understand that just because a decision is put before us and we think, uh, 35 years since I've accepted Jesus as my Savior, I'm a pillar of the faith. And this pillar just fell flat on his face and sinned. Get out of there, man. Leave. 
Or we'll learn the example next week, and I'm not going to teach it twice, so come next week, be ready. Okay? Jesus handled it in a very careful way and in a very amazing way to teach us a lesson. All right? But don't think that just because this verse says he won't give us anything tempted above that we are able. Because what do we do then? <laughs> I did it again. I'm a failure. Because God promised me he wouldn't give me anything that I wasn't able to handle and I couldn't handle that. Well, God says sometimes the way you handle it is escape. Don't just stand there and take it. If you think you're going to not be able to make the right decision, go away from the decision. Leave. Okay? There are so many, I just had to make a lot of choices on what I could say. Well, there was one of the old phrases that we used to deal with in the issue of pregnancy and whether you're going to have an abortion or those issues. And uh, we used to say, pro-choice begins in the back seat of the car. Choose to flee before you get into the problem. Don't succumb to the temptation and then try to go back and fix it later. There's a way to escape. Okay, sometimes it's get out of there. Other times you can't, you can't help, you can't flee. It's something in your own flesh that you have to deal with. So Jesus gives us examples on how to handle some of those things. Same bat time, same bat. Okay, keep going. God presents opportunities for us to grow in our faith. This verse teaches us that God gives us things in our lives that we can grow. Okay? He's not going to give us more than we are able to handle. You with me? We just talked about this, but catch the second part of this. Satan in our flesh presents opportunities for us to fail. They are more than we are able to handle. So he says, escape. God says, here's an opportunity for you to grow in faith. God never, remember, never, ever, ever gives us something that's going to cause us to sin. God always gives us something to help us to grow in our faith. But there will be times where we are tempted that it's more than we can deal with. And he said, God made a way to escape. And this is why it's important that we understand this thing that we're talking about, temptation. Is this God saying, listen, this is an opportunity for me to grow. Okay, I'm going to stick with it, Lord, and I'm going to you know, make the right decision. Or, God says, or there's a way that you can escape because the devil wants you to fall on your face and your flesh doesn't want you to listen to God. Every day you get up, the flesh says, I don't want you to do what the Spirit says. I want you to do what you want to do. Okay, it's reflecting in our entire world. People just want to do what I personally want. And then it's completely opposite of following God's Holy Spirit. So we have to choose. All right, God's brought me into this. And I'm going to grow. And I'm going to choose to serve the Lord. Or my flesh or Satan's got me in a corner here. And I got, I got some options to get out of here. Either I'm going to resist him and he's going to leave. Or I'm going to get out of here and find a better place to be spending my time. All right? So back to this whole thing. So we talk about, I hate talking about temptation. I really do. This whole sermon, I'm like, because it just reminds us that we're messed up, aren't we? Come on, 
Every single day, you and I have to fight with this flesh to decide whether or not we're going to make the right choices. And you know what's amazing? None of us ever make the right choices every day. We all screw up. Now, praise God, we can get closer and closer and, and stronger and stronger in our faith, but this flesh still doesn't necessarily like doing what God wants it to do, and we wind up stumbling. Like I said, hopefully we're changing, we're growing, we're coming more like Christ every day. But none of us have made it yet. And if we could have made it, Jesus wouldn't have needed to come to die for our sins. We're screw-ups. Okay? But you know what? The Lord Jesus Christ had to come and be tempted because he had to become one of us to be able to know what our sin was like and to be able to be the Savior who could deal with our sin. That's why this is important. When this devil takes him to be tempted, this isn't just a one-time attack. Okay, This is an important one, and all of us will go through these kind where you are under severe attack. But it's a great reminder that Jesus had to become one of us. Okay, Listen. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You want to know why the Lord Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% man, was qualified to come and bear our sins to the cross? Because he, in all points, remember we talked about manifold temptations? In all points, he was tempted the same way we are. He was in this life, and all those choices that you and I are presented on a daily basis, Jesus had to deal with those same thing. And not once did he ever sin. I, the more and more I focus on that, because we can say, oh, Jesus was without sin. And that's amazing. But when I consider the daily struggle I have with temptation, and understand that every single day that Jesus was on this earth, he also had the same struggles. In all points, not just here where the devil brought him to three different uh, decisions he had to make, Jesus walked his life from infancy all the way up to the cross, and he was tempted of the devil, of you know God, to, to continue to do what God wants him to, because that's why, guys, if you ever read that thing in the garden where Jesus is saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. It's not because God, Jesus ever doubted what he came to do. His flesh didn't want to die on the cross. There would be severe pain that he had to deal with us. That was a temptation. He didn't yield to it, but he still, in all points, was tempted like we are yet without sin. That is the only way that Jesus Christ could become the sacrificial Savior for us. Because he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Next slide. The king had to come prove his worthiness. Okay, Jesus is the only man to be tempted in all three ways and not sin. Whether he was tempted the devil, the flesh, or God. Okay? In the verse I just quoted, He hath made him to be sin for us 
who knew no sin. There's only one way Jesus could have been the Savior, and that is to experience all the temptations that sin provides and be sinless. That's why he is our propitiation. Okay, John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. He walked this life, and every single temptation that you, every choice, every solicited response that we have to situations in our daily walk, Jesus went through those same things. Yet he never, ever messed up. That's why he is worthy to be our Savior. That's why this title of this sermon is The King Proves His Worthiness. He can be King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Savior of all, because he never once failed a temptation. Boy, I don't I wish that was me. Keep going. We will be tempted and tried. Yes? We will be. Every day. <laughs> so, first of all, know what you're dealing with. Is this your rotten flesh trying to get some uh, lustful pleasure out of it? Right? That's what it said. That we are drawn away and enticed because of lust. Okay, you better know. This is my rotten old flesh. I got to deal with this decision. I'm getting tempted. Okay? Is it the devil? Is he coming after you? Okay, is it something that maybe is, isn't something that you're desiring, but now you're thrown in the midst of a situation where you're like, uh, or is it God putting you into a situation where he's expecting you to make a decision to grow in your faith? Be prepared. The problem is oftentimes we just stumble into these things and then we go, what am I going to do now? If you and I would realize that every single day we're going to come into situations, prepare yourself. Okay? One of the reasons, and we'll see, and you can go read it this week, I encourage you to, Jesus knew his scripture. He was prepared so that when the devil came with a temptation, he had an answer right for it from the scriptures. Oh, no, 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 don't think you can pull that. It is written. You remember what God said? The problem is we kind of just wind up stumbling around and go, oh, crud, now, oops, I'm in temptation. Now, what do I do now? I better look up some Bible verses. If we would come to the realization and the reality that this is something that's going to happen, then we're prepped. Right? Um, We've gotten cushy. Haven't we? Gotten lazy. Um... If you and I were members of the armed forces and we were somewhere in a hot spot in the world right now and we were laying on cots and tents with our weapons right near us and realized the front line is only a couple miles that way, every odd sound, every alert, every strange circumstances puts you on guard instantaneously, right? I would hope so. The problem is, we're sitting in our living room. I had a pastor friend who uh, pastored in 
Ecuador and in San Salvador down there when they were having their, um, their uh, civil war. And he said it was no surprise to them. They would hear gunfire in the night and they would wake up in the morning and they'd walk out of their house to go down to the local market and there'd be a dead body laying in the, in the house. He said we'd wake up sometimes and there'd be a bullet hole in the wall of our home. And he said it just got to be something that we grew accustomed to that you were on alert. He said, but you know what? He said, after being a missionary, I came home to the United States and he's pastored here for a couple of decades now. And he said, you know what I found? It's more dangerous in America spiritually than it is over there. Because when someone's holding a gun, you know where the dangerous end is. He says, here, sometimes we've come, become so soft and so squishy that we forget we're still at war. We forget there's temptation. We forget there's a battle. And we just sit back and go, <laughs> and before we know it, we're in the midst of a temptation and we didn't know how to handle it. And we're not prepared. He says, if somebody walks up to you and they're pointing the deadly end of a weapon at you, you already know you're in, you've got to react and you've got to do the right thing. The problem is too often it sneaks up on us and we don't know. Jesus, next week we'll look at, he was prepared. My question is, are we prepared? Are we realizing that we will be having temptations and there's a way to deal with them? I hope so. And again, please, don't think that every temptation is, oh my goodness. Sometimes God is putting you into a situation to make a choice so that you can grow in your faith, so that he can see a blessing show up in your life, so that someone else could see Christ in you. It's not always tempted to do wrong. Sometimes it's an opportunity to do right. But we've got to be aware. We've got to be looking to see what kind of decision we're making and for what purpose. Jesus handled it perfectly. So next week, we'll take a look at how Jesus handled it. And hopefully it'll give us some ammunition in our own walk, in our own temptations, whether they be temptations that we need to run from or resist, or whether it's temptations that we need to stop sitting comfortably and step up and be what God wants us to be and take that leap of faith and go, I don't know if I can do this, but if that's what you're asking me, Lord, I'm on board. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for our Savior. And Lord, I encourage all of us to go ahead and read the rest of this passage. You can see it in Luke and other places, uh, Lord, as well. As Jesus is in the midst of a hard temptation. And he shows us some pointers, some keys on how to deal with it. But Lord, the truth is, there isn't a day go by that we're not presented with some sort of tempting. Some sort of trial approving Father, we're asked to make responses to situations. What are our responses based on? Lord, do we let the flesh have the rule and just whenever uh, our flesh wants something, we just let it have it? Lord, when the devil comes after us and, and a hard time is presented, and Lord, are we ready to deal with that? Have we prepared ourselves spiritually for the warfare that we have? Or Father, maybe it's a trying of our faith where, Lord, you present an option before us and maybe we're too afraid to step up and do that thing you ask. And maybe we doubt, maybe we're ill-prepared. And, Lord, when we have to make a decision to do what you want us to do, Lord, we tuck tail and run. Father, we need to be ready 
We need to be prepared. So, Father, just help us. Uh, Lord, we sang that song, He giveth more grace. Father, there's not a situation that we come into that you are not prepared to give us everything we possibly need. Whether it's to fight the flesh and sin, whether it's to step up and be the person you want us to be and to accomplish those things you want us to. Father, you always are there to provide the things that we need. Father, please help us. Time's getting closer. Things are changing in this world. The time for sitting back and being lackadaisical is over. We need to be more aggressive in our own faith. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.